Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence, the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the episode, the, uh, the whole series. Hopefully, you like what you hear enough to hit the subscribe button. I do put out three new interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists. Discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. All those usual places, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Mayer. Today, my guest, Miles Kane. Going to be talking about the new album, Change the Show. It's an album that finds the uh, the British artist leaning into his love for Motown. Now, he's also the co-frontman of the uh, Last Shadow Puppets. We're going to be talking about his uh, his duet on this record with Karim Bailey Ray. Uh, writing about age, uh, also where his love of boxing intersects with music and his new clothing line, too. It's, he's been doing a, done a few of those through the years. Uh, Miles also dishing about co-writing with Lana Del Rey on her latest record, uh, getting advice early on from Paul Weller, and the future of his other, other band, the uh, Jaded Hearts Club as well as uh, what to expect from his upcoming tour, which he says he's actually going to be uh, probably at least playing some of the uh, Last Shadow Puppet songs on this tour. So let's do it. Discussing Change the Show, it's Kyle Meredith with Miles Kane. Hey, Darren, Kyle. Doing great, man. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on this uh, new album. Oh, thank you so much, mate. Thank you. Change the Show. It's, well, fun. First off, it's really, really fun. I've uh, hit repeat on this thing probably a dozen times this week, and and I think I've already got my favorite tracks and everything. I mean, what you're doing here, it sounds like a, a great step forward for you. I, I, let's let's start with the broad question. How does this record start? Oh, thank you. Well, I'm glad that you, uh, you think that way about it, man, because uh, that's how I feel about it. And it's, you know, it started... I had a record before this called Coup de Gras and I, I started writing that during that sort of the campaign of that album really. And then a few songs were written that were in this sort of world that was, it had these real personal lyrics with, but like in a sort of solely Motown sort of style um, of song. And it's something that I've always, I think, hinted at and 
especially on earlier records, you know, I have a sort of quite a glam rock side and a bit of a Motown side. And, and this was just something that just seemed to just come, you know, in the forefront of the, of, of the writing. And, and it became, once I recorded a couple of songs, it became very clear what this album would be. And then one of the last songs written for the album was Change the Show. And I'd, I recorded it. Uh, it was one of those ones. You, I woke up one morning and, um, you know, you were just in your dressing gown, having a coffee. Didn't have anything of the song. And I, the news was on the TV and everything seemed really negative. And I just turned it off as if to say, I'll change the show. And then I started uh, playing the acoustic and I was going, we're too busy losing battles. I get bad, but I always get bad. And it's almost like a nursery rhyme or something. And then um, when we took it in the studio, it became this sort of, which, well, what I think will be quite an anthemic song. Um, and that was it. That was where it sort of glued it all together. And it was like, right, okay, I think a couple more like that and I'll have a, a great record here. It's, it's interesting too, because I'd been wondering, hearing you talk about sort of having a sense of what the record would be, or maybe a, even a vision, like with, did, did the sound influence the lyrics did the sound push the lyrics or did the lyrics push you towards that sound did, did it happen one way or the other uh, i think it would be lyrics at first like um m- most of these songs were all sort of um were all written before taken into the studio um, and i guess it comes from the lyrics and like and like you know i'm a guitar i wanted no fast i wanted no pedals i just wanted like a small old fender champ with like metallic caster and it and it just be, you know, like those Motown chips. So it's like, chip, chip, chip. I wanted my guitar to be like this rhythm percussion thing. And it was quite clear when I got in with the lads that produced it, these two young lads called Dave and Oscar, we did it together. And their playing and their taste is so on point with what mine is. And, uh, and you know, they when they plug in their bass or they hit the drums, it, it's got that feeling, do you know what I mean? So it was pretty, and they get got my vision and, know my references and you know we're like oh should we should we make it like that four tops tune or should we put a bit of that t-rex tune or you know like we will listen to him and we can get into and get in. we got all got on like the same page you know i i know you know you and i have grown up with music all around us and everything but do you remember your entrance point to especially those those 60s motown soul sounds like like your glam rock influences and your mod influences like especially like when i look back like the who loved Motown, um, you know, it, it, and and it seemed like that whole scene was sort of born from, you know, it's the British version of that. Like, was that also your entrance point or did you find it sort of in a different way? Yeah, I think it's just all, I mean, it's all kind of rock and roll. It's just, it, you know, it's still to me, it's all sort of, I mean, to me, they're all, it's so similar. You know, some people may say, oh, but glam's glam and rock, rock motels, motels. Yeah, it is different, but it still comes from the same thing in, in, a, in a weird way. You get that same sort of feeling, do you know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, it was from growing up, you know, like mom, in my mum's house and my nan's and any family party, you know, the Four Tops, the Temptations, Diana Ross, Supremes, you know, that they would be blaring out loud, you know what I mean? And, and uh, obviously you're mixing the Beatles and Bowie, T-Rex. So it's been a part of my, like, life, really. And and, it, and I never, even when I heard it when I was a kid and stuff, and it, it's, it's, like, just been in my subconscious, I think. And it was it's never been, like, um, 
I never sort of rebelled against it. I connected with it quite early. You know what I mean? Sometimes when your mum and dad play songs as a kid, you're like, oh, no, I want something else. But for me, it gave me, um, yeah, it gave me that feeling that I had today, you know. I mean, there's there's definitely, I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said a million times. There's definitely something about that that is the reason why we revisit it, why you revisit it, why, you know, I, I know you're teaming up with uh, Karim Bailey Ray on, on this record. And, and I saw on your playlist mm. online, you've got Silk Sonic and like everybody sort of nods in their own way to that era, you know, with these artists. And there's, I, mm. I don't know what it is, but there is something that just keeps pulling us back in. And I, I love the angle that you're coming at it. Yeah, man. Uh, I know. I think it's just undeniably great songs and it's just done in such like um, not a contrived way. And I think that's why it stands the test of time. I, I brought up Corinne and I, I'll quickly ask, um, I know you guys have done yeah. some work together before, but how did uh, ne- uh, Nothing's Ever Gonna Be Enough come about? She's, um, it was, we've known each other for a long time, but we hadn't spoken for a couple of years and then um, maybe a bit longer. And then, we one night I was just in the kitchen and I had a few wines and was listening to tunes and one of her songs came on called Paris Nights and I, I was just like oh my god I wonder how she's doing do you know what I mean so I, I just texted I was like oh what a tune that is and oh you're doing well and you're okay and all that stuff so and then you know we we, we had a little catch up and then we started sending each other songs and demos and what we're doing and and all that and then I sent a uh, a load of tunes of what I was working on and, and it was one was nothing's going to be good enough uh, and I was still sort of tweaking a little bit to lyrics or whatever but she was like I can't stop singing this song and my kids are singing it and I'm whatever she's like texting me a couple of times about it I was like you know what I kind of really want a duet on this album and I think that song is quite duetty and we can just tweak a few words here and there on the verse but we could do a duet where it'd be like a real back and forth you know a bit like you know, a bit like, it takes two, baby, right. it takes two. You know, something like that. Um, or like I Can Tina, you know, Sonny Cher, where you're you're singing at each other. So, and it did, and it worked out really well. And it's, um, I'm really happy that we did it. And it's, it's given the album like a nice little icing on the cake, you know. Especially the way you're saying it too. Like, it's not just the two of you all singing the same thing, like, it's it's writing as a conversation with someone else. That's got to be an interesting way to, to write. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. You know, it's not just like you've got a guest vocalist singing the chorus, you know, and it's like a bit cold or meaningless. It's like it's got meaning and it's got soul, you know. Well, the lyrics itself, too, and I haven't complimented you on that because it's really fun to listen to how you're doing your phrasing on this record, the stories that you that you're telling well i'll ask i'll ask again the broad question what were the stories you wanted to tell on this record because because some of it seems a little coded but you know there's a lot of straightforwardness going on but it's all really poetic <laughs> oh that's well thank you so much um it was lyrics i i, I so enjoyed writing the lyrics on, on all these songs you know and to go deep and to sort of spend time on them uh, and was something in the past some I, I could struggle at times um or you know i'd find it hard work to get it done um or once it, it was done i'd just be let's move on and you know you had that mentality at one stage but with this one i really wanted to well it sort of it flowed so well and it was enjoyable and then I, if i wanted to go back and change anything i wouldn't beat myself up about it and i, I let myself do it and um I, 
and a lot it's all from just how I've been feeling at the time and if you're looking back you're looking to the future and I see it as quite like um, looking in the mirror as well do you know what I mean it's um, there's a lot there's a lot going on to be fair mate yeah. well like a song like uh, See You When I See You like so are you talking to yourself or is this about someone else maybe a bit of the both it's a bit of both to be honest yeah it's a bit of both I couldn't quite decide but it's like um, it's just, sometimes it's cause quite like a lot of chaos all around and I'm almost like saying I'm comfortable over here you go do your thing and I'll see you when I see you, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know it's some people you had said at some point, maybe it's a press release, but uh, that pointing out to you about, um, you know, it's it's an album considering age in a way. I mean, you've got a song called Coming of Age, which is fun when you're 35, uh, <laughs> I think. But but why do you think that that seemed like the thing that was pulling you lyrically? Um, I don't know. I think it's just... Well, I am. You, I am getting older now, and it's like, and I think you, you change so much in your thirties, and you, your thirties think you're the best one. Probably my happiest my life's probably been since I've been thirty onwards, and um, you know, I, I think I'm just more confident in myself, and I don't need to act up, and I don't need to be anyone I don't want to be, and I'm quite, and that's a nice place to be, you know what I mean? And um, I quite like. I kind of wanted to write about that, really, you know? That moment when you finally get really comfortable. That's a nice moment. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I Yeah, I am not at the <laughs> pinnacle. I've got a lot of work to do. Believe you me, I'm like, you know what I mean? But um, it's an improvement, shall we say, you know what I mean? I'm not at the top of the mountain, like, no. But you, you know what I'm saying. I do. I do know what you're saying. Uh, I'll hit one more too. Don't let it get you down. Those lyrics, especially in that first verse, they're like, it's almost like a train of thought, if that makes yeah. sense, like the way it's structured. I, I don't really have a very specific question other than just asking you to talk about that one as well, because, you know, that one, it, it's definitely one of my favorites on this on this record. Yeah, it's like, it's just got a storyboard of a movie, you know what I mean? And it's it's so it's so visual those lyrics and um it was yeah it just it's like and it's there's a lot of words and and you know there's like um you know the verses are quite long and stuff but it doesn't it never seems to drag it's just got so many like little hooks in itself and again it's you know it's like all those worries and things of like when you're feeling down and stuff and you know just remember to or negativity or people saying mad shit and just to say it's just like a word to say don't let them get you down do you know what I mean and and like it'll pass and and then um, don't be dragged down by any nonsense basically I'd, I'd already listened to it probably four or five times before I looked at the lyrics on on the on the page mm. and it hit me I was like wait a second how is he how is he saying all that with that so much melody? It almost seems seamless on the record <laughs> and it doesn't on the paper. It's, that's a really good trick. That's just a compliment thrown to you. That's, that's great, Mom. Thank you so much, mate. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of tongue. It's like, it, they do seem quite very wordy in that, but I think the way we've delivered it, it's uh, that was the plan. It seems quite smooth, doesn't it? Thank yeah. you. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. The other part of that song is driving me a bit batty still. I, I was hoping I'd have it figured out by now, but those background vocals, that, the I, I, uh, that was good. That was really good of me. Um, yeah, yeah, were, yeah. Were those, are those a nod to something? Because I'm thinking of a song in the past that, that does sort of that similar thing. I didn't know if you had something in mind. I don't know. I love it. It, it I've got, I had a song on my first album called King Crawler mm-hmm. that had a similar thing. And it, for me, I don't know why. There's been quite a lot of me songs have got that. Ah, yeah, it, it, I guess it stems from like old westerns in a weird way. It's like, I don't know. There's something about that whistles or those high eyes with the right. twang guitar that has always resonated with me. I don't, the only, I, I don't know where it comes from, but I can only, if I had to pinpoint it, it's, I'm just, uh, when you were asking me that question, I just started thinking of like Lee Van Cleef and Clint Eastwood right. and those Western films. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's exactly where I'm taking that from. But uh, just one of those moments, you know, <laughs> you get hung up on that. You're like, oh, what is that? What is that? I've been stopping. You know, it's a bit like, wow, 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 wow. What's that big famous Western, you know, the Morricone one. Yeah, the Morricone, right. There's a bit yeah. of that in, in a bit of a, in a, in a, in a, in a weird way. Like, yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's so fun, and and especially uh, you know pairing that with uh, "Never Get Tired of Dancing." I mean, that's such a bop and everything. I mean, like, that, that's what I'm saying is like song after song after song, it just doesn't stop, even when you're like changing the mood and everything. It's such a well put together record. Oh, mate, thank <laughs> um, you, man. Yeah, "Never Tired of Dancing" is just an ultimate. It's like a party song, you know what I mean? Right. That is, um, and that was actually when we say uh, "close the curtains and move the table," I'll never get tired of dancing. The, the, the day before, um, me and my mate were in the studio and we were doing some writing and stuff. And the next day, and um, the first day, we ended up we went out and we uh, we like, we ended up just getting like smashed, drunk, whatever. We ended up back in my house and playing Motown super loud. And me and him actually were just in my living room dancing. Closed the curtains, we moved the table and all that. The next day, we got in the studio and I was like, oh my god, I was like, I'm feel awful. I've got I've got nothing. And it's like, do I remember last night when we were like moving the table and we did all that? So we, we just started strumming it. Close the curtains, move the table. And then it just wrote itself. It was one of those like, you know, beautiful moments. So the lyrics of that chorus actually happened the night before it was written. Oh, I love it. I do. I love it. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a stretch on this one. You talk about, you, you know, two of your other biggest passions uh, being boxing and, and wrestling. Do you find a way that they all work together uh, with the music? Yeah. It, to, yeah, I think m- mindset, creativeness and like, you know, um, the, the, the sort of the drive to be really good at one thing, you know what I mean? And like that, that, that mindset to have that is um, is what brings it together. And also, you know, obviously boxing is so intense. And sometimes I, I do think, well, life and music and career can, can be like that as well. And it's how you balance it all. 
And then there's a flamboyant side of like wrestling that, and like entrances and the way things are filmed and video. And I, I see so many comparisons of it, especially like the start of a gig with the lights out, the screens come on, that building, that anticipation. I'm all about an entrance. <laughs> like it's very dramatic, I know. But for me, like walking on the stage is like a fighter walking to the ring. That's uh, that's my that's how it makes me feel you know and, and and you know to be doing so much too i mean you talk about that you know you have boxing and everything you have the music uh and you've got a clothing collection that you've been talking about lately yeah. this is like tell me about that because this has been fun to watch as well yeah man it's like um uh, you know clothes for me with everything else growing up has always been a part whether i was in liverpool in a tracksuit hanging on street corners it has to it had to be the specific tracksuit the black lacoste it's always been like throughout my my life so important to me you know um and then a few years ago we did a we did four collaborations with fred perry and it was something i so enjoyed and um you know i'd be like going the office helping them i'd design them i was so involved it wasn't just putting my name to things it was like you know, it was a real, it was so much fun to do. It was an absolute pleasure. And then this one as well is with this smaller brand that's like um, more rock and rolly and it's more like, you know, an affordable, you know, like those high-end brands like Celine and um, Saint Laurent and that, you know, they're so expensive. Like it's like a more affordable, you know, street level prices. Um, and they're really small, but they're cool. And uh, they asked us to do, and I'd been wearing them anyway. And we, I, I knew the guy. So we did this little collaboration. And again, like went into detail, designed them about, for about a year. And then it's just come out now. Um, like some leather jackets and cool little shirts and stuff. So it's, um, it, it's, been, it's been really fun. It, I really enjoy that as well. Yeah. What a cool outlet to just kind of put on top of everything else. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's great, man. And, it, and again, it's, it's, it's part of me and it all looks and fits in in the same picture. Do you know what I mean? It's, a, it's, it's not like disjointed. Like. I know there's a, I mean, there's a lot of hours in a day, but I'm still surprised in how you fit some of that in there. <laughs> just with the music and, and, and not even just your solo music. Of course, you know, we you know, talked about, you know, you've got the puppets, you, you've got uh, the uh, Jaded Hearts. Uh, you were co-writing? Did I say, I didn't even know that until I started researching this, that you uh, co-wrote a song for uh, Lana Del Rey's recent record, right? Yeah, yeah, and called Dealer. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, I know sometimes I feel like I don't do enough, but <laughs> I am actually, yeah, I am knackered today. Today is the day where I'm feeling like I needed a day off, but um no, I mean it's all it's all great. It's like I love what I do, and and to me, doing any of those things that you've mentioned, you know, or whatever they may be, co-write a tune with Lana, the clothes, the music, you know, it's these the, those things. It, it, it's what it what makes me tick. And if I don't do them, if I miss a week of not doing even something involved in any of that, you know, I, I, it does get me down. To be honest. Um, so it's um, I'm fortunate. I just hope that I can continue really doing it. Um, but the Lana tune is is an amazing song, and I'm, I'm so glad it's it um, been put out because I think you see a side of her that you know you haven't really seen before. And I think her voice on it when she comes in after my bit is um, it's incredible. Really, it's, it puts airs on the back of your neck. It's one of them. But it's, it's, it's always cool to see, especially people stretching out, co-writing. You know, in in these kind of instances, like I don't know if you. It's weird to call it co-writing because it also seems like an extension of 
just right like what you did with Corinne or even what you did with the Jaded Hearts I mean does it does it did that feel like something different or did that still feel like you know sort of the same lane yeah same lane and it's not um and I think even if I was to do it and I guess I am singing on that song but even if I wasn't singing on it I'd, I'd still if it's someone that well if I, if I like the song and I like the artist then it's they're getting the as much buzz as what I am at writing it. Like I've got no problem with letting someone, giving someone a song even, or I'd, you know, I'd like to do it with like younger artists as well. I think to, you know, encourage them. Like I had when I was younger and I, I've done a, a couple of little things from small artists, but it's, it's so nice to, um, you know, like when they're, they have a new artist is still figuring it out and, you know, they they don't know quite which way to go. I think it's it's good to show encouragement and give them confidence to to try different things and not to be scared. And if it doesn't and if it doesn't work, it, it's okay. You know, and and I think when you see that and you can see them grow off, say some like little advice like that, like what I had off, say Paul Weller when I was younger or something. You know, I'd look up to him, and I'm just passing on the information that he told me. You know. One of my all-time favorites right there, by the way. We do share that. Mr. Paul Weller. Uh, yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, he's like, that's what I mean. That he, that's, he's so inspiring, man. And, you know, and he's still making great records. He's mm-hmm. still doing great gigs. Yeah, and that, you know, that's, that's where you want to be. With the, um, with the Jaded Hearts, that record came out, what, last year, right? In the middle of the pandemic, which is kind of one of those, like, pluses if if you look at it one way and of course it's a con and the other way that it kind of get you know it's it's in that year where you can't do much with it do you all talk about have you all talked about doing any more with that project or was that sort of just to live in that moment and that kind of band is basically you know that that band is is based that should just be that's like a live band you know what i mean because it's just like it's a fun project in it it's got great people and great bands and it's all covers that everyone knows so it's kind of like the most it's like you know it's like the perfect band to watch live so um hopefully next year i, I, I don't know what the plan is but hopefully that we should do some little gigs i'm thinking next year i'd love to see that because i feel like that's the part i didn't get with that with that whole thing i didn't get to see you guys yeah, live yeah. do that so but you are you are going out live and i should i should point that out too you are going out on tour uh next year or yeah it's like next year you've got the uk tour is it just your solo stuff or do you bring in some of the other songs from the other projects as well yeah i'm gonna do i've been doing a couple of like my songs from the puppets like aviation standing next to me um you know dated art tunes i'm not sure i don't think i would on this tour um i just want my set list to be like you know you've got four solo albums there's two puppets there's like i may throw a cover in there i just want it to be like such a strong um like hour and 15 minutes you know what i mean just like an ultimate just no um no fat on the set list it's just lean and mean you know what i mean so um i think it'll just be all the solo stuff and a couple of puppets ones cool well i look forward to uh to seeing some of that stuff uh, in the meantime, Miles, Thank you, it was man. yeah, such a pleasure talking to you. Congratulations on Change the Show. Uh, I really, really do love what you're doing. Oh, mate, that means a lot, man. And hopefully I can come over to the U.S. soon and do some gigs there. That would be great, man. Absolutely. Well, in the meantime, take care, and uh, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, you take care. Have a good one, man. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. My thanks to Miles Kane, the new album 
is called Change the Show. Thanks to you as well again for checking out the episode and the series. Hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, social media spots, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.